All right, welcome back, everyone, to the Just Browsing podcast. I am your co-host Zach here again with Young Matthew, and we are back to give you another in our another installment in our series of movie recap podcasts. This time, the year 2015 in movies. So great year! Broncos won the Super Bowl. We did. Well, technically, won in 2016. Yeah, we just discussed that. Yeah, but we won the Super Bowl. Um, so I think for anyone new, I'll just real quick kind of describe what we've been doing in this series of podcasts if you've missed the prior two we started in the year 2013 so we've done a 2013 and 2014 movie flashback so go check those out if you missed those but basically what we're doing is we're just running through a spreadsheet that contains a list of all of the movies that i saw during whatever particular year it is that we're talking about and we're kind of going over you know what i ranked them that year how good I thought these movies were, and then my top five for that year. And then what Matt and I have talked about doing is, once we get through this series of movie flashback podcasts, going back and adding in the movies that I have seen since that year that I hadn't seen that year. So it'll like, be an updated... Yeah, it'll be an updated list. So for instance, here in 2015, I think I've seen 51 movies well i i had seen 51 movies that had been released in 2015 at the end of that year i'm sure if i went back through i probably would have seen i don't know another 30 oh, we'll go through the more. list so just to it, for those who okay so that was for those of you who are new to this series of podcasts if you are welcome um we're happy to have you hope you guys enjoy this for anyone who has heard the other two so i went back after we did the 2013 and the 2014 movie flashbacks and I found out that in 2013 I had seen 50 movies in 2013 and since then of the movies that were released in 2013 I have seen an additional 27 movies (laughs) and then in 2014 I had seen initially 35 movies and since then for 2014 release movies I've seen an additional 36 movies so i saw actually one more movie than was the total that i saw that year since then and this has really changed my this dude has no life <laughs> this has really changed my opinion of the top fives so yes an updated um, top fives is gonna have to come through because for sure going through yes. the list before you did that your own list you realize there was oh some bangers missing. Yeah, yes. if anyone listened to our 2014 movie podcast, he didn't Matt, watch uh, John Wick. Matt so. was uh, listing quite a few movies that weren't on the list at that time, and he was going, "You didn't see this one," and I was like, "Well, I did, or I, I have, but I didn't. I hadn't seen it at that, that at that time." Well, so. I'll be doing that again because I have that list right here, yeah. and there's already a few that I have seen that you probably haven't, or I probably saw that year that you didn't because they're not on your list. Right. So. I think how we'll do this, um, we will kind of structure it the same way we did the last two. So I'm going to run through, just kind of throw a bunch of information at you guys all at once. I'm just going to run through the list, all of the movies, and how many stars I gave them on a scale of one to five stars. We will kind of talk through some of the movies from the list. Matt will probably mention some that are noticeably missing. And then we will go over our top fives at the end. Because I had a top five. I asked Matt to put together a top five. And then at some point in the near future, we will revisit this and we'll go over the movies that I've seen since then that I hadn't seen in 2015. But for now, the list as follows were the movies that, I, that were 2015 release movies that I saw in 2015. So without further ado, 
This is a list sorted by basically the lowest ranked movies to the highest ranked movies. So no, starting with uh, number one, the lowest ranked movie I had on here, which was a one star movie, is a movie called Unfinished Business. Our first one star of the, the miniseries. So. Yeah, I was going to say it might be. That's just a. You're going to have to compile all movie. these lists just into bad. a master list at the oh, very end. Idea. Yeah. And, and just we'll do, you'll do a like master list rankings, of all yeah. of the ones that you've seen. And then we'll do a master list of all the ones you saw for every year. So you'll be like, mm. you know, in this, in the terms of seeing the movies released that year, I saw, you know, X amount of movies. Total yeah. out of all those years, I've seen X amount of movies. And then we're, you can go through and be like, we have three one stars or we have yeah. one one star, which means this was the worst movie I've ever the, seen. The worst movie in seven years or whatever. Yeah. That's, and, a, that's actually a good idea. And then we can do a top five out of all of that. The ultimate Really put the pressure five. out there. I like that a lot. I know, Shout I'm out good. to my co-host, Young Matthew. I got the Just best ideas the here. fucking ideas. All right. Good shit, Matt. Good shit. Um, okay, yeah. So, Unfinished Business. One star movie. It's just bad. Don't watch it. Um, Aloha. I gave two stars. Crimson Peak. I gave two stars. I really wanted that movie to be better, but it just wasn't. The Gift. Two stars. Z for Zachariah. Two stars. Hot Tub Time Machine, two. Uh, I gave that two and a half stars. The Loft, I gave two and a half stars. A movie called Survivor, I gave two and a half stars. I feel like Hot Tub Time Machine 2 is one of those movies that... And I'm, I'm just going to be injecting into this so Zach can go through his list. But Hot Tub Time Machine 2 was one of those movies I felt like shouldn't have had a sequel. Probably not. Like the first one was good enough that you're just like, all right, you satisfied everything exactly. I expected from this movie. Don't make another one. And we talked about that, I think, on the last one we did because Anchorman 2 had come out that year. And we were talking right. about how good Anchorman 2 actually was. And I was like, it rarely happens where that's actually a thing where I think there was a, a long-anticipated sequel to a comedy movie comes right. out. Most of the time, it's like Hot Tub Time Machine 2. And you're like, okay, wasn't I, as good. I think there was a bigger gap between Anchorman 1 and 2. And yeah, I also I think, think the right. storyline between and Anchorman was way better yeah. than Hot yeah. Tub Time Machine. Because most of the time... You know, I mean, I think most people can agree if the storyline is good, the movie's going to be good, even if it's not as good as the original. But a lot of times they just churn out these sequels and they don't even bother trying to make a good story. They're just like, we want to capitalize on the money we made from the first one. We're just cranking out a sequel. Here you oh, go. Yeah. They, and, and everyone's like, yeah, it wasn't that good, you know? But I spent my money to <laughs> but see it. Yeah, it was I guess, like, it's uh, Transformers. That's what we were using. There you go. The original three, or not, maybe not the original three, because. Yeah. But like the but first three the, was Shia The first LaBeouf, three. Yeah were huge and then they came out the next one and, and I was like on the top 10 for grossing movies that year and we're like yeah. wait a second that and we didn't shit. like it at all yeah no. and people are like oh we had to go see it and it sucked yeah. and I'm like yeah but they made their money so that's all the studios they care got about, you so yeah so that was um, Survivor ended the list of two and a half star movies so everything from here on out is three stars and up so a movie called Black or White is a really cool movie um, the end of the tour which if I can just for just half a second, that is actually a movie about this journalist guy who was writing for like Rolling Stone magazine or something like that. And it's about him going to, it's based on a true story, him going to kind of tag along with David Foster Wallace, who is this novelist who committed suicide eventually. But it was, he, this, this reporter was tagging along with David Foster Wallace right after he released this book called Infinite Jest that's apparently like this masterpiece of a book. Pretty cool movie. I liked that one. If you're like into, you know, novels and and writers and, and interested in about movies about like writers and novelists and stuff like that, it's pretty cool. It's kind of also like a study into like loneliness and depression and genius yeah. and stuff like that. So pretty interesting. Um, 
Entourage, the movie based on the HBO show. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. I, I guess I gave it three stars. I, I probably should reserve too much judgment for that since I have not seen the show. So any hardcore Entourage fans out there from the original HBO series can definitely check me on that. Um, Get Hard, the uh, Kevin Hart and Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell movie, just was not that great. It was just kind of okay. It's, it has its moments, yeah. like all Will Ferrell movies. Yeah. Like you're like... It's going to have moments, but then there's a lot of kind of like dull. You're like, yeah, they thought that was funny, but it just just kind of being silly and you're just not really laughing that much. Yeah. Um, The Gunman, I actually thought was a pretty cool movie. Um, That's a Sean Penn movie where he plays like an assassin, basically pretty badass. The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. The only reason I gave this one three stars is I just thought it was a little bit unsatisfying for a finale. I thought it was a little like sappy, a little too sappy, I guess. I don't know how to describe it. Um, it just felt like a letdown from the momentum that was building on the last two I was, movies. I was ready for like that. a massive, like yeah. yeah, good ending. I mean, it wasn't like good, good series. I'm, I'm a big fan of the Hunger Games series. I just thought the the ending was a little a little lackluster. Not bad, but not great either. Um, a movie called It Follows. I gave three stars. That's a pretty interesting scary movie. I know Matt, you hate scary movies, so mm. we don't have to talk about that one. But it's basically just the elevator pitch. The bad like the demon in this thing is this thing that basically just walks towards its victim so it's latched on to whatever victim it's following and it just walks towards you and if it catches you it kills you but in order to get it to track other people instead of you you can have sex with someone and pass it on to them almost like an std and it will start following them so the idea is to like get as many partners in between you and the person it's chasing as possible so that like it has to kill all these people to get back to in line to where like it's chasing you if that makes any sense pretty interesting but what happens if they have sex with someone else does it chase them or does it stay in the yeah line? so like say it's chasing you you have sex with someone it starts chasing them but if they go have sex with someone else it starts chasing that person so and then the once idea, it kills that person, it works its way. Right, right and then right. it works its way back down. All you got to do yeah. is find a hooker. That's exactly what I said. I was like, the solution to this is sleep with a hooker and you're, yep. you're gold. <laughs> sleep anyway. with like eight hookers and then <laughs> until they sleep together. You're and casting then, a wide net at that un, point. Until you sleep with eight hookers and they all sleep with the same people and then all of a sudden your net comes right back in right. on you and you're like, Whoa. There's always that. There's always that. Um, pretty cool movie. Just didn't really – I think it like – you know how there's some movies where they just miss being awesome and they're just okay – that's how that movie was. It was like a really cool concept, but it just missed being like a badass horror movie. Um, Kill Me Three Times was a pretty entertaining, just kind of random find. Um, Run All Night is kind of another one like that. It's like Liam Neeson and Ed Harris in it, and just kind of like a gangster kind of action thing. Um, San Andreas, I'm sure a lot of people out there have seen that one. That's the rock movie where it's just basically a natural disaster movie, like the fault lines erupt and shit. And- I mean, like... I felt like that one could have definitely been much better than it was. It was okay. It, it wasn't it's, it's bad. It was. I mean, but how do you make an earthquake movie more realistic? You know, like... And it, they really go for it, too. Like, they, they make basically the San Andreas fault line shifting and cracking basically like the end of California. And like, I mean, but they're pre- predicting <laughs> is, that that's what's going to happen yeah, which eventually is, at yeah, some point su- in time. Supposedly plausible. I just... I don't know. Like, I mean... I mean, it's it, a movie, it's so we got to take it with right. a grain of salt. It, like 2012. Exactly. It exaggerated everything. It's, it serves its purpose in the natural disaster movies, like The Day After Tomorrow. Right. Like, everyone likes watching those natural disaster movies. They're pretty fun. But, and I mean, who doesn't want to watch The Rock just like run around and save people and be an action hero? In a helicopter, and then he yeah. crashes a helicopter. And yeah, I mean, then they steal a truck. Just and being the hero. And they're you in know? a boat. Like, it's great. 
Um, Terminator Genesis, which is, I think, number five in the Terminator series. I'm not sure at this point. Yeah, I think five. Just kind of okay. I I have been, you know, we talked about the Terminator series on our movie franchise bracket podcast way back when, and that's one of my favorite series of all time, and they've just beaten it into the ground so badly that I'm, I haven't even seen the newest one that came out this year. So, uh, yeah. I, don't I think know. the last one I saw was Salvation. Yeah, which was, I think, which, number four. I think that was the one was right the before this. was the start of the new series. Yeah. Um, a movie called Tomorrowland I gave three stars. That's a George Clooney movie that's super random. I don't even know how I would describe that movie to you. And I think that's a Disney-produced movie. And it's kind of like this weird combination between like a really cool, exciting sci-fi action-adventure movie that's also kind of like a kid's movie adventure type thing. It, so the guy who directed it, I think, is the guy who did, like, Iron Giant and The Incredibles. Ah, uh, okay. So he's done a couple of Disney movies, obviously, in the past. Basically, also to add two movies that I really love. Both those movies are awesome. But I think this was, like, his first live-action movie. I, I'm not exactly positive on that, but pretty cool. Um, Trainwreck was the... Is it... Not Amy Adams. Um, the Comedian. Amy, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the one that no one likes? Yeah, the one that everyone shits on all the time. It's like her, it's the Judd Apatow movie starring her in it. I don't know why I'm spacing on her name. It's Amy something. Schumer? Is it Amy Schumer? Amy Schumer. Yeah. Amy Schumer, Tilda Swinton, Bill Hader, Daniel Radcliffe, and Colin Quinn. And LeBron James. <laughs> no one cares. Guy's overrated. Uh, also, he's pretty fucking funny in that movie. I'm not going to lie. He, he Real heat check from LeBron James. He has like two scenes and they're pretty great. He's overrated. Um, Beasts of No Nation, I gave three and a half stars. This was one of the first, like, real serious Netflix original movies that was vying for Oscar contention and stuff. It was trying to be a real serious movie, you know, instead of them just making these little teenage rom-com movies and just churning, like, eight of those out every or year. Or another Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, or another Adam Sandler movie. Um, it was pretty cool. It had Idris Elba in it. It's basically, like, about child soldiers in Africa and shit. Pretty heavy stuff. Um, not great, but I, I get what they were going for. Um, I don't think I'll ever go revisit it again. Furious 7, which was... Uh, so I gave that three and a half stars, which was the... What I was hoping to be the finale in the Fast and Furious franchise, which definitely proved to be incorrect. That was the one that they had filmed. Paul Walker had died during, right, so during the filming brother. of it. And you know the whole thing about using like a that CGI movie. face and all that stuff. I thought it was pretty cool. It just got... It's one of those movies where they finally took that, where they're driving like a super fancy car from one skyscraper to a yeah. next. And, and they get like shot a with a grenade launcher. So that they was... finally took it to like that right. extreme, like, okay, they this went, is no longer like, you know, like the original Fast and Furious movie yeah. was like, oh shit, this shit could actually like really yeah. happen. To yeah. now they're like, nah, we're international criminals that actually work for the CIA. Yeah. And it's, it's like, yeah. I think all the way up to six, I mean, five and six are both pretty ridiculous as well but by the time they get to seven they've just they've gotten to the peak of ridiculousness in that franchise and they've i feel like i haven't even seen this is the one that made me finally tap out i just can't watch them anymore so i haven't seen number eight and i haven't seen the spinoff they did with uh with the rock and jason statham but i I don't know i'm just kind of done with fast and furious franchise me earl and the dying girl i gave three and a half stars really good movie but fucking sad, man. Just really sad. <laughs> Never and seen it. You get really... Spoiler alert to anyone who's not seen that movie. She fucking dies in the end and it's tragic. And it's right there in the title. And they set you up for it. And you just... The whole time. They just... They get you. So, um, the movie Spy. I think that was a Melissa McCarthy 
McCarthy. McCarthy. McCarthy movie. Um, pretty funny. Not great. Um, While We're Young was a random Ben Stiller kind of like indie movie with... Um, I always forget the dude's name who plays Kylo Ren. Adam Driver. I don't that know why dude. I always Kylo Ren. Just call him Kylo Ren. <laughs> it's got Ben Stiller and Kylo Ren. You know, Kylo Ren's just running around with his lightsaber while Ben Stiller's just doing... Uh, comedy stuff um crazy how they <laughs> interact in this world surprised no one talks about this movie more it's very it's real genre mashing um yeah that one's pretty good um i'm not gonna lie it's, it's not bad um going into the four star territory we have Chappie, which was i think like the third movie that the guy who directed district nine had had done at that point and i, I honestly think i don't know if he's released a movie since this movie actually so it was five years ago but all his movies very similar in, in terms of the grittiness and it, like the world he presents is always very like futuristic too. Futuristic and kind of dystopian, you know. Everything's right. dirty. It's overpopulation and there's like problems. Well, we're and heading stuff there, and, so he's not wrong. Yeah, I mean that seems to be really his vision for the future because all three of his movies he's made have looked exactly like that. But pretty cool. Um, Creed. So the first installment in this spinoff franchise from the Rocky franchise. I thought. Creed was excellent. I thought Creed 2 was also excellent. I've really liked those movies. Both good. I think, I don't know. It's one of those series, like, I really like the movies, but or not series, but I guess it's one of those movies that it just follows the exact same storyline as, yeah. you know, Rocky did. And it's one of those, like, they're great movies. They're extremely entertaining. They've got great movie values, but you could go, like, you could change the storyline just a tad yeah and it would probably make it even that much better than it yeah. already was what i really like about the creed movies is they've incorporated more of which they did have some of this in the rocky movies but they've incorporated more of like his personal life and his relationships with his girlfriend who then turns out to be his wife and then later their um i think it's their daughter and like that really becomes like a focal point of his life and it really grounds him and stuff you know and like like her, Rocky did though when he had his kid in <clears throat> Adrian <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah I, I think there's a lot of depth to the Creed movies that you wouldn't expect from what essentially looks like just a cash grab on the Rocky franchise but yeah I highly recommend the Creed movies to anyone who hasn't seen those Danny Collins was I gave that one four stars that's a movie starring Al Pacino as basically a as Danny Collins faded yeah a faded like music star. I don't know if he's a rock star, but a music star named Danny Collins. And it's kind of him trying to grasp the artistic inspiration that inspired him to begin with in his career, instead of just kind of going and playing hit songs for all his old ass fans and stuff, you know? So Play um, the same song. Yeah. Um, I, I have focus on here with four stars. That's the Will Smith, Margot Robbie movie about like con men. Basically. Have you seen that one? I feel like cool I movie. have, but I think it's been in, Bits and pieces. Yeah. So. You should check that one out. That's a good one. Um, the first Jurassic World. So, obviously, the continuation of the Jurassic Park franchise. I gave this one four stars. It is highly superior to its direct sequel, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I thought Fallen Kingdom was pretty bad, to be honest. I haven't seen it, so. It's not worth your time, really. Um, but Jurassic World, I thought, was pretty good. It's, it definitely doesn't hold a candle to, you know, like the original the Jurassic originals. Park. I think that's the best, but um, very entertaining. Kingsman, The Secret Service, I gave four stars. That's just a badass, kind of like 
walking the fine line between being uber ridiculous and just being like a James Bond movie. You know, it pretty much is like a James Bond movie. Yeah, it's like a James Bond movie, but they, I think they lean into the ridiculous aspect of like all the gadgets and the exploding stuff. Right. They go. They go more over. They have more fun with it than the James Bond franchise does. You know what I mean? Like they. They're all younger too. They know they're being ridiculous when they're doing it, which makes it kind of, kind of awesome. It's kind of like what we talked about with the John Wick franchise, where like. They, you can tell the people who make those movies know how ridiculous the plot is to that movie, but they're leaning into it and making they're like poking fun of it so much that it seems that much more awesome because they're not being too self serious. Um, a movie called Legend I gave four stars. This is a really good movie starring Tom Hardy as the Cray twins, who were these like infamous gangsters in London. And it's just a perfect excuse to watch Tom Hardy play two different parts in the same movie because Tom Hardy's fucking awesome. Uh, great movie. He's playing English gangsters and he's two of them, so it's fucking awesome. Um, the Martian with Matt Damon. We great talked about this movie. quite a bit when we did our space um, episode. And yeah, I enjoyed this movie. It's a good movie. Um, Ridley Scott, you know, starring Matt Damon and like a million other famous people, basically. Uh, just a stacked cast. The Night Before, good Good Christmas movie. I love In fact, that. I might... did you skip Southpaw? By the way, I no, I'm getting there. It's, okay. it's literally next. It's literally next. Night um, Before is one of my favorite Christmas movies. I need slash... to watch that now that it's Christmas season. Like we're in the we're in the perfect midst of the time to watch The Night Before. It's great. It's one of my favorite Christmas slash comedy movies. Ever. Yeah, really that, good. That was um, hilarious. Really good chemistry between Seth Rogen, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Anthony Mackie. Yeah, like, that's just the perfect chemistry between those three friends right there. Um, Southpaw. I gave four stars. Southpaw is a damn good boxing movie. It's sad. I think dude. the yeah the only reason it's not probably ranked higher for me is it is just really sad and it yeah. does it never gives you anything really hopeful <laughs> to look forward no. to. It's just you know a lot of movies will start with that really sad hook that something really bad happens to the protagonist and then they kind of over overcome this adversity. And in the end, it's a little bit, you feel better. You know, they, it, it's not necessarily like a totally happy ending by the end, but you're like, okay, this person's at least improving. Things are kind of looking up towards the positive. This is encouraging. Southpaw's not like that. It just starts off really sad and depressing and kind of just stays it that way. It stays the sad and depressing. Yeah. But really good movie. And just Jake Gyllenhaal kind of transforming into a really badass shredded boxer. I mean, who doesn't want to watch that? It's fucking awesome. Um, Ant-Man. One of the probably lesser... Moving into the four and a half stars. Yeah, moving into the four and a half star uh, category here. Um, probably one of the lesser celebrated MCU movies. It's I, I think it leans into its comedy a lot like Guardians of the Galaxy or a movie like that does versus like a Captain America Winter Soldier or something. I mean, it's perfect for the name though, Ant-Man. You're not expecting yeah. like a super serious yeah. storyline. Although there's still pretty serious storylines. There's, there's definitely it. serious stuff in it. And, you know, Ant-Man... For anyone who's seen all the MCU movies, becomes very integral to the plot of the entire Infinity Saga throughout the MCU. So, um, next up with another four and a half star movie, I have another MCU movie. Actually, Avengers: Age of Ultron. So this is the second Avengers movie. Um, this was the one that basically was the capstone on Phase Two of the MCU, and this is another um, AI movie that we have in here because Chappie was a movie about AIs as well. Um, but yeah, Ultron, you know, Tony Stark kind of helps create Ultron and then he becomes this murderous robot, which, surprise, surprise, who, who called that happening? Um, Everyone. Oh, another AI movie on here. You can tell I like AI stuff, Ex Machina. Um, one of the best sci-fi movies I've ever seen. Um, if anyone has not seen that movie, I highly recommend going to see it. It's a lot more 
So I, if you wanted to watch something that was AI and that was like big and blockbustery and like explosions and action, Avengers: Age of Ultron is your ticket. If you want to watch the much much slower, more philosophical, small scale version of AI, Ex Machina, excellent, excellent story. Excellent. Um, the Man from Uncle is just a straight up badass movie that I really wish more people had seen. And Never I, even I, heard of it. I hope it gets sequels. I don't know if it ever will, but it's basically. It's uh, Henry, I don't know if he's supposed to say Cavill or Cavill. He's the guy who played Superman. And then um, Army Hammer and then Alicia Vikander are all in this. It's basically like a James Bond-esque like, spy movie, but with a lot more style and like humor in it. Um, really, really good movie. I thoroughly enjoyed that. In fact, I haven't seen that in a long time. I need to go back and rewatch that. The Revenant, which won... Leo, his first ever best acting Oscar. Great movie. I gave that one four and a half stars. But I will say, you know, I mentioned this on the last podcast because I think this got brought up with a... Oh, I think it got brought up with 12 Years a Slave. This is a movie that is really good that I have seen once and I will probably never watch again. It's just a it's really hard movie to watch. also really, really long. Yes. It <laughs> takes forever. And then there's scenes that you're like, this is like a 30-minute scene that they could have cut down to yes. a, Three minutes, and we've gotten the yeah. same amount of story out of it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an impressive artistic achievement. Don't get me wrong, but I just I don't have really much interest in going. You know, I'm never sitting around the house going. You know what I want to rewatch is The Revenant. I just I never do. I don't know why. Um, another four and a half stars. This is the last of the four and a half stars before we move into the five stars. Straight out of Compton. Have you seen Straight Out of Compton? I have. Fucking really good movie. I think I have not seen. Like the movies they've made, because they've made a bunch of different movies about, you know, Biggie and Tupac right. and, you know, obviously Eight Mile and there's Get Rich or Die Trying. There's all these movies out there, these biopics about famous rappers and slash actors and stuff. In my opinion, this is the best one they've made. Well, this, this is, is kind of like one the main one, too. This is it's like really good. They're like the godfathers of. Yeah, you know, rap music yeah. and and bringing it out to more or less the general public and yeah, you don't like we grew up where we could listen to whatever we wanted. We, there was no issues like people would look kind of they wouldn't look like down upon it, but they'd be like, oh, you listen yeah. to rap and it's like, oh, I just like it, you know, whatever. And they're like, yeah, okay, whatever. We didn't realize like back then they had to go through hell or high water yeah. just to perform a concert for people because the police would go in and shut that shit right. down because they didn't like what they were saying I mean, and stuff. Yeah, right. They had a song that was. Um, I think what. I think what makes this such an excellent movie is, like you said, the source material that they have to work from. Like that group, NWA, not only is one of the biggest rap groups in the history of rap music, but they came around at a time that was like this real time of social upheaval and change right. in the country, and especially in California at that time. And they were so important and at the forefront of all of that. And also, the people who made this movie just did a really good job. It's just really well directed. They cast it really well. Perfect. The story well, got, is They got great. Ice Cube's yeah, they got, son, right? Yeah, they got Ice Cube's son, which is, he, like he's O'Shea Jackson Jr. or something. Yeah. Is like, but he sounds literally exactly like his dad. Yeah. When he and talks looks like him, too. Rapped. And looks like him. It's crazy. And the guy that got to play Dre and Easy E. I mean, it's just a really, really excellent movie. We actually, the version we bought, I think, is they have like an unrated director's cut version of it. Mm -hmm. And I watched that after seeing the theatrical cut when it first came out in theaters. And I think the unrated uh, director's cut is honestly better. It's a little bit longer, but right. it's really, really good. Like, it's got just a few scenes that 
weren't in the theatrical cut that make things run just a little bit longer. But, oh, my God, it's good. That's just a really excellent movie. I was thoroughly impressed with that movie. Um, now we are into the five-star category. So this is this is the big fish here. And we actually have quite a few of these. We have, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, which is probably the most amount of five-star movies we've had since we've started this. So starting off with the first five-star movie, The Big Short. Excellent movie. Um, I'm, I work in the finance field. I'm interested in this kind of stuff. I learned about this in college. And it's just basically about the financial collapse in 2008 and the housing market bubble bursting and the guys who basically saw that coming and made shit tons of money <laughs> off yeah. of that happening, basically. And it's just really well directed, got an outstanding cast. It's very funny. Um, and they also explain financial jargon in a way that like just a layman could understand. You know what right. I mean? It's, it's just really well done. Um, this one I had ranked as five stars. I've only seen this once. I have a feeling I would probably go back and rank this maybe a little bit lower. Probably not lower than about four stars, but Black Mass is the movie about Whitey Bulger in Boston starring Johnny Depp in like a really impressive Johnny Depp role. But I don't think it's a five-star movie, although I've only seen it one time, so I think I'll probably have to go back and revisit that at some point. <clears throat> but yeah, I had that in here as a five-star movie. Um, the Hateful Eight. <clears throat> good me. movie. It's a good movie. Really good. I love Tarantino. Anyone who knows me knows I love Tarantino. It's not what? It's not one of my favorite Tarantino movies. I think this very easily could have been like a Broadway play if he ever wanted yeah. to do some sort of a play or a stage play. Because um, it's basically it's just a show, not one, a play. one location. And it's just all talking for the most part. <clears throat> um, yeah, really like this movie. It's good. Um, in fact, Zach and I went and saw this. They were doing a special... It was like a road show release in 70 millimeter IMAX film and like it was this big deal because you know Tarantino's this tour of the yeah of the movie world and he shot it in film and stuff and so we went and saw that it had an intermission and stuff in the midway point <laughs> it was a cool experience of like seeing the movie and they have it on Netflix now and I think there's even an extended version you can watch in like four parts on Netflix which that's like a three and a half hour that's long movie I don't much. know how there's even an extended version beyond that because that seems like an extended version too in much. and of itself but Mad Max Fury Road is another five-star movie I had on here. Movie. Just a masterpiece, and I think one of the greatest action movies ever created. So good. I don't know what so else. So much I better than the original that. ones with Mel it's, Gibson. It's amazing. I'm sorry, but it's <clears throat> so much better. Yeah I, yeah, I would agree. I think just yeah, it, you're absolutely right. It doesn't miss a single like <clears throat> mark on anything. It's just <laughs> that good of a movie. It's incredible. It's incredible. Um, Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation, which I think was like number five. In the Mission Impossible series, <clears throat> if anyone has listened to our uh, movie bracket podcasts, we ha we talked about the Mission Impossible franchise on those podcasts. Um, I love these movies, and they just keep getting better. <coughs> in fact, <clears throat> quick sidebar. Sorry, I can't clear my throat. Random sidebar. Literally today, I don't know if you saw, but they're shooting Mission Impossible seven or eight. I don't know which 17, one. Seventeen thousand. And I apparently. Some of the crew of the Mission Impossible set have broken COVID protocols or something, and there's ah. leaked audio of Tom Cruise losing his fucking mind and like screaming at all the, at the crew, basically saying like, if they don't wear their masks and follow the protocols, they're gonna get fired and all this kind of stuff. It's pretty hilarious, but it just shows like how passionate he is about making those movies and how serious he is about. Uh, yeah, I just listened to it earlier, but it just reminded me because I scrolled past Mission Impossible just now. But um, 
Another five-star movie on here is Sicario. Um, that's by a director. I think you're supposed to say Denis Villeneuve. I don't know how you're supposed He's like French-Canadian French. or something. Oh, he's Canadian, huh? Every movie this guy has done has been mind-blowingly good. Like, he did Arrival. He did Sicario. He did Prisoners. He did Blade Runner 2049. And he was supposed to have the Dune remake coming out this year. That's going to come out next year. I'm incredibly excited for Dune. Denis just directs fucking badass movies. And this has got... Uh, Josh Brolin, Javier Bardem. No, not Javier Bardem. Uh, Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, quit, quit mixing people up. <clears throat> and uh, I'm trying to do this all off the top of my dome. Uh, Emily Blunt. There you go. That one girl you know that's in the movie? Yeah. The one girl. Her. From the movie, yeah. <laughs> Just a super, super badass movie. Um, another five-star movie, Spectre. That was the... Um, I guess that still is the latest James Bond movie since the one that was supposed to come out this so year. So is that the third one? No Time to Die. So... Um, I believe the that's first Craig's. one was Casino Royale. So I think it goes Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace. And then Spectre, right? Well, there's Skyfall as well. Oh, Skyfall is <clears throat> before was, Are we missing one, though? I feel like we're missing one. Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, Spectre. And no, I think we got there was supposed And then to No be Time to one. Die was supposed to be five, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all the um, Daniel Craig ones. Spectre's not as good as, as Skyfall. I like Skyfall more, but Spectre's just really good. Um... Five stars. Star Wars: The Force Awakens. What else? Do you Shocker. Expect? <laughs> what else do you expect from me? Definitely a three and a half star movie. <laughs> Fuck off. And then uh, Steve Jobs, which I am sure is a movie you have not seen, but I had that as a five star movie. Uh, with well. Ashton Kutcher. No. I thought that was the one with Ashton. He did make. I know why you're. Or is that Jobs? That. It's called or, Jobs. He made okay. a Steve Jobs movie called Jobs. This one's starring uh, Michael Fassbender. Okay, then no, I haven't seen that. It's excellent. So, sorry. To take up so much time on that, but that was the list. That was 51 movies that were released in 2015 that I saw in 2015. You ready for my list, though? Well, what are you going to talk about? Are you going to talk about I'm the ones talk that about, I missed, or are you going to talk I'm going to talk about movies you missed that I probably saw that year. Hit me with it. Oh, you're across the table. I don't want to hit you. That would be rude. First would one. make a lot of noise. And it would, yeah. <laughs> Everyone, uh, this is where you want to mute yourself for the next five <laughs> seconds. Uh, the first one I saw was Taken 3. Okay, I haven't seen Taken 2 or Taken 3. So. All right, well, this is why you have no friends. Is that and, why? <laughs> oh, we don't want to get too deep there, you know. The next one was The Wedding Ringer. I'm sure you've seen it, but not that year. With jo- uh, Kevin Hart, Josh Gad, Gad, whatever you want to say. Actually, I haven't seen that. Where Josh is going to go marry some like hot chick, I'm pretty sure. Then Kevin Hart's like helping him out to be like his best man oh, and yeah he pretends to be yeah, his best man yeah. i remember that become one good friends out, yeah. and you know yeah, haven't she, seen it and then he doesn't end up marrying her he ends up going with yeah that's a good one that's one of kevin hart's eight million movies yeah. he's been in he makes a lot he makes Let's like see. 50 movies a year it seems like while i keep going through this because there's a lot that i actually saw that you uh i know uh you gotta keep me in check here uh, I'm sure you've... I don't know. Maybe you haven't seen it, but Fifty Shades of Grey came out So I have. So part of the deal that I made with Taya, because she had never seen Star Wars, and that was unacceptable to me, is <laughs> I made her watch all of the Star Wars movies, and then in return... So I, at, the, at the time, there was nine Star Wars... Or there was... How many was there at the time? At the time, there was six. There was probably six, I think. Because I don't Force think Awakens, the new trilogy No, come out Force yet. Awakens comes out... Yeah, in December of that year, this comes right. out in February. So, I so I made her watch six movies, and then in in return, she made me watch, or maybe it was like seven or I can't remember, 
But um, she made me watch the Fifty Shades of Grey movies and then also the Twilight movies. Somehow or another, it worked out to where like it was going to be the same amount of movies we each had to watch. But anyway, I'm sure she would have gladly erased Star Wars from her mind just as I would have gladly erased Twilight Dude, and Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades it's, of Grey was one of those movies like they're just I, not. I watch it and I'm like, they're just not good. This is like. It's weird. Like it's it's one of those like weird well, movies. Okay, that and and what I wanted to explain real quick, and I was which is what I said to Taya is I was like, these movies. So okay, I get it. They were incredibly successful trilogy of books. Whatever, right. fine, great. It doesn't need to be made into a movie. They don't need to be made into a movie because here's your dilemma when you make a movie about like bondage porn, essentially, <laughs> either. You make real bondage porn, and it's just porn that can't be in a movie theater because it's X-rated. Right. Or you make a G-rated version of that, with a, and you have to add in some sort of drama to it to make it like an actual story structure, in which case it just sucks. Right. So why make it into it's, a movie? You know, a, what are you doing? It was weird. It's not good. None of them are good. So that was that one. Um, let's see. McFarland, USA. Have you ever seen that? It's about a no. cross country team in McFarland. I remember California. that coming out. Isn't that a Disney movie? Uh, yes. I haven't a seen Walt that. Walt Disney Pictures. Movie. Who's in that? Who's the star? Kevin Costner. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so that was one. Let's see. There's a lot on here. Let's see, we did Chappie. Because one of the best parts Cinderella. about our last one was I haven't seen that. Was you catching all these movies that I hadn't seen that I was like, fuck, I've seen that now. Right. So that Cinderella came out that year, and I think that was the first Disney princess movie of the live action. Of the live action adaptions? Yeah, yes. I haven't seen that one. Um, the Divergent series Insurgent came out that year, which I think is I think the I final have seen one. That one. And we talked about Divergent yeah. last time. Not as good as The Hunger Games. No, not as good at all. And it's basically the same story. Let's see, we <laughs> talked about... Yeah, okay... 1915 came out. I don't know what 1915 is, to be honest with you. Well, it's definitely not 1917. Nope. That just came out last year. Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2. I haven't seen the sequel. I have seen the first Paul Blart. It's pretty came funny. came out. <laughs> really surprised that movie that. got a sequel. Good, good for Kevin James. I love Kevin James. He's great. Let's see. Avengers? You didn't say that one, bro. Mm, yeah, I did. Covered it. Yeah, Pitch Perfect 2. Okay, I have definitely seen the first one. I think I've seen the second one, and Taya told me the third one's trash. So. Did you have Poltergeist on there? I feel like that's one you've probably seen. No, I actually haven't seen that. I haven't seen the original or the remake of Insidious Chapter 3 came out in haven't, 2015 I actually haven't as seen well. that one either. I've only seen the first two. Inside Out, which, to I be actually honest with, that, either. that is a really like, sad movie. Okay, so people love that movie, and I do not like that movie at all. Taya hated it. She's, it is one of my least favorite Disney movies. She said she hated it. I, I've heard from a lot of people that it's excellent, though. I mean, it's not a bad movie, but I just don't like it. Like, make a happy movie. Don't make a movie where <laughs> there's like, watch depression that. and shit. Like, I, need, I need to watch that. Ted 2 came out that year. I have seen that. Not as good as the first. No, not as good, but it is funny. Minions came out. Great. I don't, I don't know if I've seen Minions. I think I've seen the Despicable Me movies, but not Minions. Pixels came out, which sucked. I haven't seen Pixels. Heard it was it's another Adam Sandler, Kevin James you know, yeah. movie. Uh, let's see. Straight Outta Compton we talked about... I can, Everest, one of my favorite seen Everest. movies. Sam saw it, said it was excellent. Phenomenal mm. movie. You gotta watch it. Okay. Everest is great. All right. 
It's, it's got a of, really good cast too. I remember. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal, Jason Clark, Sam Worthington, Josh Brolin, and uh, John Hawks. Oh man, that's great. great but it's great it's cast. it's one of those you have to go into it like it's it's based on a true story. Okay. So like shit gets real, and yeah. that's like shit that actually happened in real life. All right, I'll have to check that out. And it's one of those like I've seen it like a hundred times already because I just like Mount Everest. I want to go to Everest. I want to see Base Camp. That's on my bucket list. Yeah. And like watching the movie and then thinking about that like. It just kind of creeps you out when you look at a mountain and you know there's dead people literally on the mountain. Still. Still. Oh. But they'll never be able to move. That's yeah, pretty hard. So you got to watch it because it's based on a true story. Oh, what's the book called? Um, Into Thin Air. Okay. That is what the... If you, have you read that? No. Read it. Okay. I've actually read that book. Hey. Phenomenal book. All right. A book you've read. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> One of the... Okay. Like, I'll check that three. out. Three. So watch that. Um, let's see. We're already in October, December. So we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting what was there. that little accent you just We're said getting there. there. Well, I had to sneeze and then it went away. And, you know, The Good Dinosaur. Did you ever see The Good Dinosaur? No. All right. Well, I heard it's not that good, though. This is why you have no friends. Concussion. Did you ever see Concussion? I have seen Concussion. I thought that was pretty good. That was, that was like when the discussion around concussions in the NFL kind of became super mainstream. That was when, yeah, the NFL pretty much told uh, the doctor from... I don't know where he's from, and but I believe he's from Africa. I just don't know where. Yeah, I think you're he, right. He he's the founder of CTE. Yeah, and um, he was showing proof and everything of it. Yeah. And the NFL's like, no, fuck you, this isn't real. Like, yeah, they were really. Well, like, just keep throwing our players and, out there yeah. now, and and now head injuries. If you're a football fan, is like it's the top of the list. One of the main for, discussions, right? Yeah, yeah. And they've done a lot because of that movie. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, I like it. It's a good movie, but it's. Playing football, even if you don't only play for five or six years, you're like... It makes you think about, especially people... You know, I was fortunate I didn't ever really have that many concussions. I don't I don't actually know if I ever had a diagnosed concussion. I, I'm sure I had a couple undiagnosed See, that's ones, the thing, but, though, is I had zero diagnosed concussions, but there were times where, you know, especially being an offensive lineman and being undersized, I had to kind of be a lot more physical to even get half the job done. So I'd be using my head a lot more hitting mm. people and being a lineman, you just hit your head anyways. Yeah. It's every, the first point of play, contact. Basically, yeah. There'd be plays where I stood up and I couldn't see. And yeah. then all of a sudden it'd be like green, like stars, like coming through my head. Like I was looking out of like church stained glass and it was, it was like just, yeah. And then all of a sudden I'd like snap to it and everything would come back to normal. So, I mean, it makes you think what the lasting impacts of that could be you know what i mean oh 100 and what's weird is it doesn't seem to affect most people but there are instances that right. they have proven where like these guys fall into cycles of depression and end up committing suicide later and they're like yeah we did scans of his brain when he was done and we analyzed it and this is cte like a really bad case of it right like and that's half his brain wasn't Right. In the right state. And that's basically what caused all of that to happen. It's pretty scary to it's, think about, really. Yeah, I mean, that was one of those movies that opened up my eyes to, like, whoa. Yeah. Like... To think about the greater ramifications past just the game that we all like well, I mean, to watch I mean, play, it, it brought it... It was one of those movies that brought into light, like, if I got a concussion, like, you're not supposed to go to sleep because you might not right. wake up. So, like, your parents are supposed to, like, wake you up every hour or whatever. Which is terrifying. <laughs> and I like thought about that and I'm like, you know, when we play football, I didn't care. Yeah. Like I'll bash my head around. I don't care. And then like you watch the movie and you're like, fuck, like this yeah. is affecting hundreds, if not thousands of people around the world from different sports. Yeah. I was going to say, it's not just football. It's not just football. Yeah. It's all contact sports. It's even Boxing, like soccer, soccer you know, that. it's, it's even sports like basketball. They've said mm-hmm. they've found it in some people. And I'm like, well, 
is it really from basketball though, or did something else happen? Or right. I mean, it could be. It's and, just know. like repeated head trauma, right? Right. It kind so of it causes that. So it's just one of those like it was a great movie, but it. it was like a really depressing movie, but I think yeah. it's a good eye opener to yeah. to see into the life of that. Also, um, good showcase for Will Smith to show off his acting chops. I always like seeing Will Smith, yeah, know, showing off some acting skills. Uh, another one's Daddy's Home with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I have and Will seen Ferrell. that one. I have seen that one. That one came out in. That's pretty funny. That was a Christmas movie. Actually, I haven't seen the sequel they made. It's uh, it's pretty funny. You know how the dads get more ridiculous. Like, I'll spoil <laughs> it for you real quick. Because I just feel like if you haven't seen it yet, you're probably not in a rush to see it. No. Um, John Cena comes in as Mark Wahlberg's ex's new... New boyfriend new or whatever. New boyfriend or husband okay. or whatever. So, so, he was, cause so Mark Wahlberg was like the alpha male to Will Ferrell's character, and then John Cena's like John the alpha C male the, to right. Mark Wahlberg's character. And isn't there like Mel Gibson? Mel Gibson is comes his in. dad or something? He's Mark Wahlberg's dad. Right, right. And... You know, they see like, and uh, isn't it like John Lithgow or something? Yeah, it's Will Ferrell's, it's Will Ferrell's and they like kiss when they see yeah. each other, and they're like, <laughs> I mean, it, it's a funny movie. It's yeah. don't go into it with like high expectations, but it's a funny movie. I it's, liked I, it. I like movies like that that play on the like once you become an adult and you start having more experiences and opinions on like interfamily dynamics and all that oh, kind yeah. of stuff like that. Just as you get older, how things change. Movies like that 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 have a bunch of jokes kind of like layered in there about how like you'll watch it and you go, "Yep, that's exactly how this works." You know, like you. Yeah. We watched um, Bad Moms Christmas recently, and I've I've never even seen the first Bad Moms, and that's Bad the Moms sequel. is hilarious. But it was pretty funny, and I like just her going through like the whole Christmas rigmarole of like having to buy presents for everyone and making sure Christmas is perfect. I'm like. That's so true. Like all moms are basically kind of forced into making Christmas amazing, even though it probably breaks their psyche and like right. they're <laughs> they have a miserable Christmas. They have, they're, experience. they're miserable all December. They're and just they're miserable. like, great, yeah. everyone's smiling yeah. but me. <laughs> Fucking yippee! Now yeah. I gotta go make dinner. Yeah, exactly. But uh, that's pretty much it as far as the list that shows up. Okay. So I mean, I guess this was probably our shortest list of the movies I've rambled off that you yeah. Said yes or no to. I, I will go through when I have some time. I'll go through um, the list again and add in all the ones that I have seen since then, and we'll see. Maybe it's a very short list compared. I mean, I did see shit. I mean, SpongeBob. Damn near over. I saw over fifty movies this year, but then again, in 2013, I did too, and I saw like a, an additional thirty movies <laughs> since 2013. So. Well, and so I'm gonna we're gonna change the order up. We're gonna save our top fives for last. Right. I was gonna say we. I I almost forgot to mention the trivia, so we'll go through. We'll talk about our... We have like two categories we're adding in each time we do one of these movie flashbacks. And one of them is top 10 grossing movies for that year. And then the movie that won Best Picture Oscar for that year. So, starting with the highest grossing films of 2015. Let's do it. Let's round out our top 10. Starting at number 10, we have... Can you take a guess? For 2015? For 2015. And don't cheat. Ant-Man. Uh no, he that doesn't even crack the list. We have Spectre seriously at number ten with two hundred million. Oh okay okay so Spectre was number ten at two hundred million. million. Okay all right so okay. going into number nine or coming in at number nine I guess we should say okay go One that you won't you go won't. go till like the last three and then let me see if I can guess the last three. Okay so Cinderella came in at number nine at okay. two hundred one million. Okay, so we got Spectre, Cinderella. The Martian came in at number eight okay, with two hundred twenty-eight million. Hunger Games: Mockingjay Part Two came okay. in at number seven with two hundred eighty-one million. 
Now we take a bigger jump. Uh, Minions came in at number six with 336 million. Furious 7, number five, with 353 million. Inside Out coming in at number Whoa. four with 356 million. Can you take a guess of what number three was? Jurassic World. No. Is it in the top three, though? Maybe. <laughs> that doesn't, that can't work. Okay, okay. I'll quit guessing. Number just, just read three. Them. Just read them. Is Avengers: Age of Ultron? Wow. Okay. Four hundred and fifty-nine million. So clearly not the most liked Avengers. And movie. this is the domestic gross you're reading, right? I would yes. Because yes. I think Minions and Furious Seven were both like billion-dollar international yes. box office. Yes. Yeah. Um, coming in at number two was Jurassic World with six hundred and fifty-two, oh, okay. and I think you can guess what came in at number one. Oh, now you're putting the price. Oh, Star Wars. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. yeah. Easily. Easily won with 936 oh, trillion. No, um, million. But that one that one's notable because it is one of five movies that has grossed over two billion at the global box office. Yeah. Well, I mean, you gotta think that was the resurgence into Star Wars. It since, was a big deal. Yeah. Since the, you know, air quotes first three movies. Right. You know. Well, so when it was the first one since Revenge of the Sith, and Revenge of the Sith Revenge came the out Sith. in like what, oh three or some shit. I mean, it's um, been a long time. Because I th- I want to say Phantom Menace came out in like ninety nine. Okay, oh five. So yeah, so it's, it was ten years later. Ten they years, decided to yeah. start the new trilogy to yeah. finish. And no one had really expected them to ever make more. Like it, I think it was kind of understood that like okay. The Star Wars saga as we know it is the original trilogy. And the I think prequels. as soon as Disney bought the rights, <clears throat> everyone like, yeah. goes, We're, they're making more because they're just trying they got, to get they as make much money. money. Yeah. And they've made Force Awakens, um, The Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker yep. with Rogue One. And the Solo. And movie. Solo. And now and Mandalorian. Now they're, now they're doing Mandalorian, yeah. So since Disney's bought <clears> it, they've made what? Seven different movies or shows. Yeah. And they've grossed probably... Getting close to ten billion off of it, and that's just <clears throat> that's just the movies and shows themselves. Yeah, they have their whole part of theme parks theme now. Parks. Well, and I don't know if you just heard, so we can maybe talk about this on a future episode. But they just had Investor Day like last week, Disney Investor Day, and they announced all the new Marvel and Star Wars shows they're gonna have that go directly to Disney Plus. There's like fifty. I swear to God, dude, the Marvel and Star Wars show, like, they they are churning them out, dude. It is ridiculous. Like, they have so many that I, there's no way I'm going to watch all those. And I love Star Wars. Good, we'll make a list on them and be like, yeah, okay. well, this will be our quickest list episode yet. I think the only one that I'm, I mean, I might watch, I'll probably watch the Obi-Wan series they're going to make, because they're making that one, supposedly, um, the guy Hayden Christensen is coming back to play mm. Anakin and Darth Vader. Um I'll probably watch that one, and I'll keep watching Mandalorian. However, they want to, however long they want. I haven't to make started it, the Mandalorian yet, but <clears throat> you'd like it if you're I've a Star Wars it's fan. Good. It's it's good. Um, but I'm gonna go off on a complete sidebar real quick that's because already it's what we were doing, up on so. my uh, browser because <laughs> I typed in Revenge. You know, I wanted to see Revenge of the Sith when it was made. Okay. Have you ever seen Revenge of the Nerds? It's like no, like a '80s or early '90s movie, Mm-mm. dude. I'm telling you, just watch it, please. Okay. I mean, it's one of those movies, like, it might be really stupid, but I think it is one of the funniest movies. <laughs> Every time it's... Just watch the original one. It's got... um. Well, yeah. I, I got it. It's got... I think John Belushi's in it. Um, well, Revenge Movies showed up. But this is a complete, complete sidebar of 
shit. And you gotta just watch the first one, dude. It is so funny. Oh no, John Belushi's not in this one. He's in Animal House. Yeah, I've never seen this one. I've heard a lot of people um, talk about this though. John Goodman's in that. Yeah. But you gotta I mean you gotta watch it. It's it might be stupid, but it is hilarious. Okay, all right, I'll check it out. <clears throat> it's 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 one of my like favorite old time movies. And when I say old time, I mean like I mean, that's like really old. Twenty years older than I am. Yeah, I was gonna say any um, older listeners that are listening right now are gonna be like old timey movies. But who's who's kidding? Who? No one old listens to this podcast. Yeah, no one listens. If to you do, we love you. Thank you for the support. But yeah, I, just, you know, I highly doubt anyone. Who, any uh, old people are out there? Yeah, any of the older folks. Unless our parents are listening, you're pretty old. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So going back to uh, you know our uh, 2015 list, which is what your beautiful listeners are here for. Uh, we got to do the best picture. Yes. So you just ran through. So number one highest grossing was Star Wars. Force Star Awakens. was. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And there was a difference of 736 million between one and 10 that year. Holy fuck. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Big Star boys. Wars. <clears throat> Star Wars cleans up. Disney in general just cleans Dis- up. So Disney had <laughs> one, two, three, four of the top 10. Cinderella, Inside Out, Age of Ultron, and Force Awakens. So they had three of the top uh, four, and then Universal had two, uh, five, and six, Lionsgate seven, 20th Century Fox eight, and Sony ten. Yeah, it's basically nowadays it's Disney's world. Everyone else is just it's Disney and Universal. Those are the two competing. So for the year 2015, um, so, and, and I guess for the newcomers as well, for anyone who listened to our 2013 and 2014 one, you guys know this. So, in addition to the list that I put together every year, which is what you're listening to right now, I also like to try and go watch the Best Picture winner from that year, just to kind of see what all the, you know, movie critics and the, you know, Academy thinks is the best movie that had come out that year, to see if I agree. Um and I, I think I started that. I've seen the Best Picture winner going all the way back to like 2010 or something like that, or 2013. Um, but anyway, enough rambling. So the Best Picture nominees, I'll go through the nominees and then I'll go through who won. Um, the nominees in 2015 were Room, The Revenant, The Martian, Mad Max Fury Road, Brooklyn, Bridge of Spies, The Big Short, and Spotlight. And Spotlight won Best Picture that year. Have you ever seen Spotlight? I have not. Excellent movie. It's a really depressing subject. It's basically about, um, I think like the Boston Globe was the name of the newspaper that uncovered this conspiracy of essentially child pedophilia within the Catholic Church. Hmm. Um, And it's just a really excellent, excellent movie with a great cast, really good screenplay, great directing, um, obviously based on a true story. Just... Really, really good movie. So I, I would recommend checking that out if no one's seen it. So in terms of movies that were on the list or that I have seen since then that were nominated that year, I definitely have seen Spotlight. I've seen The Big Short. I've seen Bridge of Spies. I've seen Mad Max Fury Road. I've seen The Martian. I've seen The Revenant. And I've seen Room. So I think I saw all of those except for Brooklyn, actually. And I don't know. I mean, Spotlight wasn't my pick for my favorite movie of the year, but I can see how it won Best Picture. It's an excellent movie. I was really happy to see Mad Max Fury Road get nominated. That year it got nominated for a lot of Oscars. It was a great movie. Well-deserving. It's just an excellent movie. Um, So that was top 10 highest grossing and the Best Picture winner for 2015. 
Now let's go to our top fives without further ado. Without further ado. And we'll uh, talk to you guys next week. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> so we'll do it the same way we did last couple times. Start at number five and alternate and just go up to one. You want to do that? Yep. So okay. uh, you go first because my list uh, is gone. Oh, good. So just like that, we got to postpone this until uh, after the holiday season. Is it going to take you that long to find it? Mm-hmm. Why don't you see the back arrow? Um, because the back <laughs> arrow is not working on this oh. page. So um, so should I just go over my top five? or Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. little suspense for the listeners out there. It's not working. Okay. Well, I'll just go over my list then. Do you remember what yours was at all? Or do you remember? Uh, I, 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 yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good. Just, <laughs> okay. Just okay, go. okay. Um. So do you still want me to go one by one, or do you want me to just list? Uh, let's go one by one, okay. starting at top five. Number five, I had this year the Hateful Eight. I had Southpaw. Good pick. Yeah, I know. Thank you. Okay, don't be aggressive. That's why. That was, <laughs> I was just saying, good pick. Um, okay, number four, the Big Short. Uh, number four, I had at as Ant Man because I love that movie. Oh, all right, it's okay, phenomenal. For number three, I had Mad Max Fury Road. So, I had The Martian, and it's one okay. of my all-time favorite movies, just because I think it's the most realistic space movie in terms of where we're going. You talked you talked a lot about The Martian when we did our space one. You, you like that? Movie I think. A lot. I mean, in terms it's of good. being the most realistic, like that's the one we have the yeah. most plausibility to see come true, right? Instead of having a black hole show up by what Saturn or Jupiter, and yeah. Go find a new world for all of us. Like, there's plans to put people on Mars. Yeah, we're doing know, that right like now. Like in like yeah. 2023 yeah. or something is when they want to launch that mission. Mm-hmm. So, I, I just love that movie. I bought it. I literally it's will good. watch it like once every other three months or once every other three months. <laughs> once every quarter of the year, I usually throw on The Martian, and uh, I just love that. So it's a good movie. But shout out to the night before because I had to exclude that one for The Martian. Oh, okay. It's just hilarious. I love that movie. Never get sick so, yeah. of it. Uh, special nod. Yeah. Um, coming in at number two for me, this is going to surprise you. Star Wars: The Force Awakens. See, I had Mad Max coming in okay. at number two. Okay. And number one, my favorite movie of 2015, Steve Jobs. See, and I put Star Wars, um, just because it's kind of that like nostalgic feeling going back in time. Yeah. If I wanted to critically acclaim the movies, Star Wars might not make my top five. Right. Just because it follows the same exact story as. Um, a new hope. A new hope. Yeah. I was almost going to say a new moon. <laughs> it's not a new moon, although there's some new moons in there that we've never seen before. But uh, No, you're you're entirely accurate. And, and I, I covered this ad nauseum in our uh, film franchise bracket podcast. It's just that nostalgic about, feeling yeah, of going trilogy. back. And, it, was, mean, it was great, yeah. I think, honestly, though, like I don't want to get into this because I know me and you could talk for hours on this, but had... Uh, why am I drawing a blank on his name right now? George Lucas never sold the rights of Star Wars to Disney. Those movies would have been phenomenal. And yeah, and they I would stand have been by really that. different. They I would think, have been too. way different than they were. Yeah. And they would have all followed. They wouldn't have had. Didn't they have three different directors? Yes. So it would have followed well, actually, a much. Two different directors. It was originally planned for three. But yeah. I guess but, there, yeah. but there was a different one between the two, right? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you do that? How do you direct a yeah, movie? It wasn't consistent. That's supposed to be part of a saga of a new trilogy. And then switch to a new director, and then switch to supposedly another one. Then you go back. So then he right. wants to try and tie that story. You know, yeah. that George Lucas 
kept it and done it himself, mm-hmm. I think it would have been a way better movie. I agree. And I think it would have been really different and really probably weird, but it probably would have been awesome. Yeah, I mean... Because that's what captured the imagination of so many people when Star Wars first came out. It was so it weird was, and so random. Yeah. But it was awesome. You know, it was like pure imagination put on screen. That's what he brings. Yeah, you know? and I mean, so, yeah, it's my top, but they definitely could have... I think it could have been way better than it really was. Yeah, that's fair. And, that's fair. And so that rounds well, out my top five. That's why I said um, it's a surprise that Star Wars The Force Awakens is not the number one for me for that year because I'm like the biggest Star Wars fan um, ever. But Steve Jobs, I just think, is a fucking excellent movie. And I think it's super underrated. Not a lot of people talk about that movie. Um, I guess you kind of have to be into... If you're into Aaron Sorkin scripted movies where it's like a lot of like fast-paced talking and like... Right. It's, it's basically a drama that's all talking, but the way he structures the movie... It's in three different acts, and like each act takes place right before a product launch for Apple during a certain time period. Okay. And it kind of follows. So, in that way, it's different than a normal biopic for someone like Steve Jobs. Right. Where it's not like you're following him from the time he was a kid up through college, and then what he did with Apple, yada, yada. Like, he's the founder of Apple. You're seeing him at these three different stages in his life. Um, leading into these three different product launches and like right before the product launch each time he's running into all these people and there's, you know, Steve Jobs, I think most people know was like a very like rough around the edges person and not very nice to a lot of people and very demanding and everyone makes him out to be like this really like great guy. And I'm like, was he really that great though? Like he was, he he was was definitely a a genius. Yeah. He was, (laughs) but was he that great in terms of being a person? Right. And it's just a fascinating, I'm just fascinated by people like that who are these visionary genius people. And the story of Steve jobs and Apple is pretty fascinating. Plus it's just directed really well and the script like Aaron Sorkin is just one of the best screenwriters in Hollywood and the way the screenplay plays out it's almost like action but it's all talking and I I know that sound to a lot of people they're like that sounds boring as hell but it's captivating every single scene is captivating and all the arguments that are happening and stuff it's just it's an excellent movie I rewatch it from time to time I'm a huge fan of it it's so I would say it's probably still my favorite here's a uh, I can't think of words tonight this has been a struggle. Well, and I might have me. just talked through your entire thought too, because you. No, no, no. I got this thought. I just can't think of the word. Um, okay, a theoretical situation. Okay. G- Steve Jobs is still alive. Okay. Say Steve Jobs and Bill Gates both died around the same time. The same director wants to sh- do the same kind of movie for both of them. Which one would you rather see first? Bill Gates, who is probably way more popular than Steve Jobs, or Steve Jobs, who has arguably built the greatest product line in the world. In the history of America. Um, in the world. I mean, Apple's right everywhere. I think the reason why, and obviously Bill Gates is still alive, so a lot of times they don't make biopics about people well, that are still right, alive. Right, right. It's a theoretical situation. Yeah, in, in, in what you're saying, like theoretically, let's say they both died around the same time, they were going to make biopics of both of them. I think Steve Jobs is always going to be a more interesting biopic just because he was a... It's and I I don't know much about Bill Gates and his life, and I've obviously never met him personally or Steve Jobs personally. But like, it certainly seems like from everything that I've read or seen that Steve Jobs was it's that time of the night. It was quite the asshole and very abrasive and very rough around the edges. Like I said, and just wow, she's really going for it over there, isn't she? 
Um, and and Bill Gates just kind of seems like a guy who's like a. I mean, again, I don't know, but he just kind of seems like a nice guy who just happens to be a genius who built this amazing company. Which like a, a super. It's not nerd. as there's not as much story there. I feel like you know what I mean. Like the people who make the best biopics, the people who like went through a bunch of crazy shit. I mean, life, I think like the Social like, Network's a good example of that. Right, but I think I think fuck Mark, Mark Zuckerberg by the way. I think Mark Zuckerberg is probably. Somewhere he's a cross between Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, leaning towards more of a Steve Jobs. I feel yeah. like you know because he's like this nerdy little coder guy who built this behemoth company, but he's also an asshole. You know yeah. what oh, I mean? Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And like addicted to power and stuff. You know, so it. I think those two guys make more interesting stories than a guy like Bill Gates because he's just kind of like, hey, he's like, yeah, oh, you need you need a billion dollars for your charity. Here you go. Right. Yeah. Here I am being a nice guy, trying to save the world. You know, just making money, making a good company. But your Windows Ten smart. software is going to suck ass anyway. So. <laughs> so I just think there's not as much there. And again, I, I may be totally wrong and off base on this. Like maybe secretly, Bill Gates is like one Even of the most the interesting people. Assholes. Yeah. Ever. Who knows. Um, the most interesting but I, I just think Steve Jobs is him as subject matter for a book or a movie is just so much more interesting because that guy had such a fascinating he was just right. such a captivating character too. so now I die the same time Steve Jobs died they make a movie about me what are you watching first right answers only is your movie just shot on iPhones or what no, my movie is is gonna be the best movie ever made. It's gonna be the biopic about you is gonna be written and directed and starring me as on, shot only as on you. iPhones. <laughs> as me talking about you. But I'm hopefully gonna... I don't die anytime soon. Right. But if someone made a movie about my life, it would be the most boring movie <laughs> ever. See, that's what I mean. Only the the only people who deserve to have movies made after them are people who did assholes. crazy shit or or lived really interesting lives. Like pe- a lot of people who just live normal ass so lives. So not crazy. Don't like. I'm not saying their life is not worth watching. It's just it's it, different. It doesn't make a good movie. You know right. what I mean? Like that. Not everyone's built to be a Steve Jobs. Right. You know, dude. I still can't like think to have that much money. Yeah. Like people are like, "What would you do with it?" And I go. I have no idea. Like, you could do infinite things with it. I mean, especially like, when you shit, get to... I buy a plane ticket to the moon. Especially when you get to the kind of money that Jeff Bezos has now. Yeah, dude, like... You're, you're, you're north of $100 billion by a lot. It's like, what does that even mean at like, a certain point? Honestly, I'd get to the point where, like, hopefully, like, a local sports team, like the Broncos, the Nuggets, the Avalanche, you know, a, a Colorado team came up for sale, and I'd be like, scoop. See, that's the thing, though, is, like, you start thinking about stuff you would spend money on, and okay, let's say you buy the most highly valued sports franchise in the world, which I think is the Knicks, and it's what five billion. Yeah, Jeff Bezos's market value, his net worth goes up or down five billion on a day to day basis, depending on how Amazon stock trades on the market. You know what I mean? So like five billion is nothing to him. He, he just buys it. He goes, oh shit, market hit it. <laughs> Took a shit or I got to sell the team. <laughs> Next day he goes, I just bought it again, but this time yeah. I paid seven and a half. And yeah. everyone's like, dude, just stop. Yeah, I, I don't know. So anyway, we're, before we go off on a tangent about billionaires and stuff. Bastards. Um, so thank you for tuning in to the 2015 movie flashback. That was our rundown. That was the top fives. That was the top grossing and the best picture winner for that year. Um, Next up in the series will be 2016. That actually probably won't be for a couple weeks now. I think we have... 
Another football recap coming up, and then we're also doing a Christmas movie podcast since Christmas is coming up here in a little less than two weeks. So, speaking of that, the episodes next week might be on back-to-back days, possibly, because Christmas Eve is Thursday, Mm, Christmas Day is Friday. Correct. Fantasy, we won't know until Monday night, or after the Monday night game, so we'd have to do that on Tuesday, and then we'd have to probably do a movie one Wednesday because of the holidays. Well, and we could just or record we just, it, hold it, and post it later or something. Well, we can't do a Christmas movie one and then post well, it uh, after Christmas. No, I know. But like the Christmas one obviously goes up first. But then whatever one we Or we'll just bring after. you a Christmas one on Tuesday. And then we'll bring you a football recap after the final week of the season. And we'll just tell you... Who won fantasy. Who won fantasy. Who's getting a fucking ball sack trophy. Because it ain't me, bitches! Which... To, to touch on our, our uh, fantasy, if anyone follows those series of podcasts that Matt, have, Matt and I have been doing for, I don't know, what, 15 weeks now? Way too many um, weeks. Matt and I are playing in the second round of the fantasy playoffs this week. So, it's, so uh, if there's only one It's going to be very contentious week. here, depending on the results. Let's just put it this way. I've lost both games to him this season when his team has put up like 295 and 287 fantasy points, which in our league is a lot of points. Normally, like a normal yeah. team gets between 210 and 230 is a pretty good week. Yeah. And every week I've played him, so the two weeks I've played him, 295 and 287. Can't wait to see the fucking big 300 on me this week. <laughs> Watch this. I'll score like, oh, wait, no. This is how it normally happens at the playoffs because last year, Brandon's team scored like 282 points. And I was like, I'm definitely fucked. And then I scored like 285 points or yeah. something. Ended up beating him. So my team's going to pop off. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And then there's going to be like one player. My, like Justin Tucker's going to miss a fucking 39-yard field goal again the first time in like 80 tries. And I'm going to lose by two. And I'm going to sit there and just fucking throw my TV. As soon as you come walking up the steps if for it, you're going to see a TV come down the stairs. If, if it's like a less than 10-point affair between our game, that's going to be too much stress for me. I can't handle that. It's the holidays, man. Please We're going to sit here talking and we're just be like flexing at each other, like <laughs> veins popping out of the forehead. We'll have to put aside our differences and be good co-hosts. All I'm going to say, podcast. and um, you might not like to hear it, is Taya, as inauguration into the league, I hope you get the sacco. I don't think she's going to. But I don't think she is either. There's really bad teams down there, yeah. and her team is not one of them. Yeah. But best case is she gets a sacco. No. Yep. Best case. <laughs> no. Best you case. know what I told her? To stop talking about fantasy, by the way. we're This is not a fantasy podcast. But now. best case is Ty gets the sacco. I told her that by now two of us being in the fantasy league, we have doubled our chances of, of having a ball sack, in ball sack being in our house at some point after the fantasy season. But anyway, that's a discussion. Anyway, anyways, uh, we appreciate all of you beautiful listeners out there. And, um, you know, again, we have a Twitter, a Instagram. Okay, I'll do the Twitter. It's uh, I think it's just, just underscore browsing, maybe. I don't know. Or it's just browsing underscore underscore. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got no one following. It doesn't matter. Uh, go follow the Instagram at uh, Just Browsing Podcast and follow the Facebook page at Just Browsing. Shoot us an email at Just Some Browsing at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, follow the Podbean and stay up to date with all the latest and greatest episodes while Zach's dying over there, not trying not to laugh into the microphone. Uh, you know, stay up to date with us on all the latest and greatest yes. episodes. Yes. Um, and we'll be posting, you know, once a week. Because season two starts in two weeks, baby. 
Okay, it's just we're rolling over to the next year. There's really no season two. Oh, yeah. Season two of the podcast. Right, right. I was like, season two of what? Um, yeah, so anyway, stay tuned. Next week, we will be bringing you guys a Christmas-themed podcast, kind of like we did for the Halloween thing. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, thanks for tuning in again. And until next time, um, we'll talk to you guys later. Yep. Everyone have a wonderful week. Bye-bye.